Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelly Brooks. And we have a spooky guest. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Creator and co-host of the Spooky Doings improv show and podcast. He's been on the show before. You know him. You love him. It's (laughs) Rick Guzman. Clap, children. children. The children Children. are clapping. Children. Uh, Children children love Rick. They're so loud today. They got on me by accident. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Welcome back, Rick. (laughs) Sorry for that very spooky intro, but we're so happy to have you back. How's it going? It's, It's great to be back, but like every time... Every time, like uh, uh, a a woman that uh, I'm acquainted with says, "Oh, I'm having a baby," the first question I asked them, like, "Are you sure it's yours?" Oh, babies cannot be trusted. They just they'll sneak into a place for like a free meal and. I was gonna say things. sneak into a place like a woman's uterus. Yeah, yeah babies. Babies <laughs> I was... can't be trusted. I was like, "Do so, babies do like, that?" Yeah, Very sneaky. Yeah, so ladies, you got to make sure that kid is yours. <laughs> so right off the bat we've got some very practical life advice ladies um, mm-hmm. <laughs> get that dna test and make sure that kid is yours they're always sneaking in places squatting squatting within the baby bag it's a big oh, okay. thing amongst kids i've heard it's true it's true <laughs> i saw that in the what's the um the thing that used to be in the grocery store with like bat boy the the tabloids oh yeah, yeah. national enquirer <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weekly I read that in a wor- reputable publication. Weekly World News. There you go. Weekly like World that. News. But thank no. you so much for having me back. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, thank you for being on my uh, podcast. It's always wonderful to chat with you, especially about sexy people. 
And what a better segue could oh. we ask for? So, Rick, you've brought a very, very sexy stealth sex symbol this week. Very Who excited. are we going to be talking about and what movie will we be focusing on? We are going to be talking about the lovely, the wonderful. You can't really live without her, but she's also very funny. Uh, Miss Judy Greer, mm-hmm. uh, focusing mostly on Halloween 2018. Yes, Halloween 2018, directed by David Gordon Green. We are so excited. I am a big fan of the original Halloween. This was my first uh, Halloween sequel. Sequel, I guess you'd call it. Um, And Michael, I believe this is Michael's first Halloween movie ever. Is that correct? Indeed. Indeed. It is my first. It is my first Halloween. And... uh, Oh my God! It's it definitely got me curious to watch the rest of them. <laughs> it's a it's a very strange franchise from what I've been reading on uh, Wikipedia, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Yes, and you said that you were thinking about watching and, the original before this. Did that did that happen? Did it happen? Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Absolutely enough. Absolutely not. Oh, I've got so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will get into those soon. But first, for anyone who has not seen Halloween from 2018, directed by David Gordon Green, Michael, would you like to give us a quick synopsis? Absolutely. It's been 40 years since Laurie Strode survived a vicious attack from crazed killer Michael Myers on Halloween night. Locked up in an institution, Myers manages to escape when his bus transfer goes horribly wrong. (laughs) Laurie now faces a terrifying showdown when the masked madman returns to Haddonfield, Illinois. But this time, she's ready for him. Spooky. Spooky dookie. Oh my God. Well Returning to Haddonfield. I will say it was interesting seeing this one where it did look like it was in Illinois, not like <laughs> the original where it's clearly in California. Yeah. They have like fake leaves that they keep moving around in different scenes. No, they, they, they were real leaves, but yes, okay. they did pick them all up and bring them to the next set. Mm-hmm. I and love I, that bit of trivia. And I think for the original, they only had two or possibly three pumpkins. Hilarious. Uh, so what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shang. Yeah. It, it's hard to get pumpkins in California and like, makes summer. sense. Um, so uh, I'm going to Shanghai your podcast for just a second. Mm-hmm. Mike, were you able to follow this not having seen the original? It made sense. It made a lot of sense to me. I was able to figure things out via context clues. And I'm familiar with the general idea of Halloween and like, ah, Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, they've got beef. They were a <laughs> bunch of sequels, um, but none of them matter because this one is a sequel to the first movie. Is this correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So are the the intervening sequels, are those like not considered canon or did they just kind of like reset with this one? I like to consider it. And there, there are memes that help you. Okay. Uh, is that now the Halloween franchise is kind of a choose your own adventure. Got it. So, oh, when, I like this. I mean, except for the, the Rob Zombie ones, which just kind of stand alone. <laughs> okay. And are, polarizing i think they look fabulous okay uh but i can understand people's issues with them mm-hmm. well isn't um, the whole thing with the uh remakes uh the rob zombie ones like they explain 
a lot about Michael Myers. They give him a backstory, give him a whole Anakin Skywalker type situation. And uh, yeah, is that is that what happens on those? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you you nailed it right on the head. And some people don't want it. I get it. Much like mm. Billy Loomis said in Screen, it's scarier when you don't know the reason. Yes, I'm par- that's not verbatim. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you can you can watch the first one go into the second one mm-hmm. and then you can either go to four five and six uh yeah because three can... is a one-off right yes okay. uh which i hated the first time <laughs> but you know i was a kid i wanted michael myers they didn't give me that right i reacted the way a child does if you watch it by itself it's pretty entertaining mm-hmm. weird and dated <laughs> but very entertaining uh, you can watch Halloween one and two and skip right to H two O, which mm-hmm. is good for you know the the '90s kids out there. Yeah. Um, or you know you could do the 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 Rough House story, which has become my favorite. Okay. Uh, but you know I'll dip, I'll dabble. I'll, it's a, what am I in the mood for right yeah. now? And that's where I'll go because I, like uh, I am horror promiscuous. Uh, <laughs> for those that didn't know, now you do. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you get a full buffet of options with the Halloween series. Oh yeah. Okay. It's it's like walking into, uh, from what I've heard, one of those like uh, sex clubs, like in Euro Trip. (laughs) From what I've heard, (laughs) that's wunder sex. Uh. And and it's like, well, what am I in the mood for today? And and the the entrance, no pun intended. They're it's all the same. And then once you get inside, it's. interesting i like it i like the the analogy there Mm -hmm. (laughs) well great well speaking of sex clubs uh before we get into our main (laughs) topic we like to get a little warmed up do we not michael oh we do we definitely do Mm. it's a cold morning let's it is it's chilly out so let's get a little warmed up let's get a little slick with something that we like to call the sexy trivia game Michael, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Letter A. On the TV, a newscaster can be heard describing the events of the original film as the Babysitter Murders. This was originally the title Carpenter wanted for Halloween 1978. It was only changed to Halloween after the producer, Erwin Yablins, thought up the idea and to release it near Halloween. Mm, that's hot. Oh, pretty hot. Pretty hot. Rick, would you like to give us number B? Number B? Mm, I like it. That, that's almost like a metric statistic. <laughs> categorization of things. We're going to be a little European. In We're math wizards here. Mm, a film that Phil and Sandra watch on television prior to being murdered by Michael Myers is Tober Hoopy. Tober Hoopies? Tober Hoopy. That's what he was called in his, in, in his intimate moments. Tober yeah. Hoopy. Yeah, Toby is a stage Tober, name. Tober his Hoopy. birth name is Tober Hoopy. <laughs> <laughs> Tober Hoopies. The fun house. I just watched that. The other day. I gotta watch this Toba Hoopies Funhouse. <laughs> Toba Hoopies Funhouse is a real hoot, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I've not seen it in my horror promise, so maybe I'm ready. 
It's so currently sorry. on the Criterion channel in their 80s horror collection. I, Check I, it out. I'm, I'm going to get deep inside Toba Hoopy's Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, number C. Actor James Jude Courtney, who plays Mike Myers, consulted with real-life killers on how to kill people to make his performance believable. Wow. In his own words, Michael has been locked up for 40 years, so he's a long time to think about killing but obviously he's still efficient and driven so i wanted to make sure people see that in my performance mm, and that's the sexy trivia game oh my god um <laughs> as you were reading that i was like also hearing <laughs> i was also yeah yeah for sure for sure usually all all the time of course <laughs> um especially during that segment but um i was also hearing like patty harrison <laughs> just like michael has been locked up for 40 years so he's had a long time to think about killing <laughs> i like it god she's so hot <laughs> she's real. she really is uh well we got some real nice trivia there also oh, um great stuff to go back to a previous episode of ours um the original michael myers was what the hell is his name? But he's the director of The Boy Who Could Fly. <laughs> Whoa, bringing Nick it back. Nick Castle, director of The Nick, Boy Who Could Fly. Nick okay. Castle, yes, one of our very first episodes. We talked about The Boy Who Could Fly, <laughs> directed oh by The God. Shape himself. <laughs> Holy Michael Myers, shit. known in the original screenplay as The Shape. God. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. We got to. I got to get my dad to listen to our first. That's the first episode. It might have been. It, it was, was very, we very early on. That was back when we were talking about like 19 movies an episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> well, we asked every guest to watch like a movie a day for a week. <laughs> uh, quick pause before we get into our main feature discussion. Every guest who's ever been on uh, like Rick, like you're I, I you were on the show when we were watching three movies. So like, yeah. Uh, thank you. We apologize. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of love. Yeah, we have streamlined the process here. <laughs> every, every podcast goes through an evolution, and I tried to do the same for you guys for my podcast, and you're like, motherfucker, pandemic's uh, <laughs> kind of leveling out, at least as far as capitalism goes, if not science. Uh, yeah. We busy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, we got things going on. <laughs> and then Mike said, can we just talk about the lighthouse? I want to talk about the lighthouse. And yeah. Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so get us back on track. So your crush this week, Rick, we're mm -hmm. going to we're going to forego some of the like basic stuff that we do yeah. with our guests because you've been here before you I know have. the drill the I listeners have. know your whole deal so let's get I straight into so. judy greer why judy greer in this enjoyed. role i hope they've enjoyed the previous episode i was on of oh course, for sure please that was uh blackula because i know i did judy greer i've i've loved her today in arrested development and she's funny uh mm -hmm. she's very pretty in uh, the non-Hollywood sense, she's normal lady pretty. I think because <laughs> sometimes I th that's fair. Sometimes I think that that Hollywood has like a factory where they just <laughs> crank out big mm -hmm. four-headed white ladies that are kind of interchangeable. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, not to diminish them as humans, but on the camera, I was like, I'm like, isn't that the one from that movie? And somebody <laughs> say, no, that that that's a different person. Like, are you sure? Judy Greer stands out. And mm-hmm. as far as what makes her hot mm-hmm. uh, to me in this movie, as she plays Karen, uh, her last name's not uh, uh, addressed. Uh, so I'm going to call her Karen Strode because mm-hmm. her husband, Ray, played by Toby Huss, he mm-hmm. doesn't get a last name either, nor does Allison, <laughs> Lori's granddaughter, Karen, mm-hmm. and Ray's daughter. So we're going to go with Karen Strode. Mm-hmm. She's traumatized by her upbringing, being raised by a frightened mom, uh, learning to survive. And mm-hmm. there's that close-up skipping right to the end of the movie. She's <laughs> in the basement. She's got her rifle. She's crying out to Lori, I can't do this. I can't do this. She's almost in tears. Michael shows up at the top of the stairs into the basement and that close up her expression changes to mm-hmm. one of a strong assertive woman that just says gotcha and um when you're looking down at that uh yeah christmas sweater notwithstanding it's like oh, okay girl <laughs> That moment is very, very hot. Like the way that she turns on a dime and that you see that like, you know, she's been rejecting this sort of toughness, the survival stuff that her mom taught her. And you think that she's like kind of crumbling in this situation. And then for her to like turn into this like stone cold badass all of a sudden is so hot. It is so fucking hot. Um, <laughs> that caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I don't know why the, they they put the clues were there like. Her mom is a prepper. Um, <laughs> you don't like not learn that shit. You learn that shit. Um, oh, God. And it's nice because we see this like hardened version of Lori in Jamie Lee Curtis, who I will also say as sexy as Judy Greer is. My mm-hmm. heart was with Jamie Lee Curtis in her tank top and her gray hair. Ooh, yes. she's looking she's, good. Yes. <laughs> she, she's the Sarah Connor. Of New Sarah Monday, Connor. No question. Yes. Mm hmm. But yeah, but it's interesting to see Judy Greer playing the kind of character that like Jamie Lee Curtis is in like the original Halloween, where she's like this mixture of vulnerability and strength. And that's very sexy. What what did it for me, uh, besides that that change, is you've got um Karen as this character that just wants a normal life, a straight and narrow kind of life. And uh, even the Christmas sweater is is a tell. Yeah, um, a real I, Mary Munster. I <laughs> typically hate uh, Christmas uh, with the fury of a thousand suns. So someone that's go on. <laughs> yeah, why don't you so, like Christmas? Yeah, uh, that that's a whole other episode. Okay, <laughs> we we can get into it, but back back to the point. Um, okay. uh. She, she, she's traumatized by Halloween or she's been made to be scared of Halloween. That She's just skipping it. She's mm-hmm. already rocking yeah. Christmas and that's a boner <laughs> killer for me. Okay. Uh, 12 years of Catholic school. Christmas is way too capitalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. You just be buying shit. Forced <laughs> cheer and jolliness. That, forced cheer, you know, yeah, it's yeah, spooky. When, when, when you tell somebody you don't like Christmas, or at least when I do, they mm-hmm. look around to make sure nobody else is listening before saying, I don't like it either. <laughs> As if you can't say you hate this fucking phony ass Dude. Hallmark <laughs> holiday. It, oof. Look, like, um, 
I'm getting Michael to open up, and that's uh, anyway. <laughs> I I'm the per I'm the person you're talking about. <laughs> <who> looks <laughs> around. I'm like, if I said that shit in my place of work, uh, <laughs> I feel like, oh god, that would put such a huge target on my back. Oh, it's tough. That's can't tough. talk. Can't I'll talk shit about hit. Christmas. And but but the thing that does it for me, and again, this might be the Catholic upbringing. The fucking bells. The bells <laughs> cut through my head like Michael Myers cuts through his victims. Oh. It is painful and it is constant. And damn. <laughs> and I I hate it so much. I hate the music, mm. uh, how fucking phony and commercial it is. Uh, like the, that that's it, it's 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 fourth you, your halloween songs your mardi gras they're songs, so good they're how many not, halloween songs are there <laughs> how many halloween songs other are there? than the monster mash <laughs> uh monster mash so, ghostbusters strain okay. people are strange by so, so, yeah so some would say the entire catalogs of the misfits uh, mm-hmm. and uh, typo negative and if you want a little sexy spin on it the cramps um, ooh, what's so, uh, oof, Ryan Gosling's band with all the kids um, I didn't know Ryan Gosling what? <laughs> yeah uh, Dead Man's Bones he's got a he's got Wait, a whole, what? <laughs> yeah he's got a 2009 album called Dead Man's Bones um, and there's a, a bunch, bunch of children of, it's a bunch of spooky songs with like a kids chorus um, that's incredible that's fucking slaps i love it <laughs> that makes me like him so much more <laughs> but okay for for a lay person like shell let's put it there that way this way you got the monster mash all right mm-hmm. it's there we're having a party uh-huh. uh you know dracula came up said whatever happened to my transylvania fit? twist it's now the mash compare mm-hmm. that to we wish you a merry christmas okay that song is a fucking assault mm. <laughs> fair enough you know i respect it now no christmas movies we can do that in another episode. Another All episode. My, most <laughs> of my favorite Christmas movies are horror themed. I've got Black the first, Christmas. I've got the top five for you right now. Okay. Black Christmas. Uh, the original, I think that came out in 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, nice. Black Christmas Black Kiss, 2016. Kiss, oh. Silent Night, which came out last year. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Number five sometimes alternates with to whichever one I saw last, which is either Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, mm-hmm. or Jaws the Revenge. Okay. Not Silent Night, Deadly Night 1. No. Two. no. Okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 has about 40 minutes of footage from <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. Perfect. Bonkers. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Well, interesting. So <laughs> I guess our, we are firmly anti-Christmas. Wow. Everyone is hot. I, I have been outnumbered <laughs> and I consider myself Christmas agnostic, but man, you guys make compelling cases. <laughs> I didn't say I'm anti-Christmas. Okay. I said the songs suck and sometimes <laughs> it kind of sucks. Um, okay. But I think there are things to, to like, to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um if you make if you create those moments for themselves because I, I love the winter I like the coldness yes I like yes. the mythology of Santa Claus <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I just like twinkle lights I like the lights <laughs> I love the lights and the treats and uh and that can be every holiday is the is kind this of is true yeah that can yeah. be you yeah. can have treats and lights 
all year long. <laughs> the good holidays, you can live near round and watch their films and listen to their music. I Very only true. have three. They're Halloween. Uh, November 1st starts Mardi Gras season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day after Fat Tuesday, I begin Juneteenth. And then back on June go. 20th, we're back in the Halloween season. Um, <laughs> A long yeah. Halloween season. <laughs> yeah. Um the war on Christmas conservatives uh, complain about is pretty much just me wearing a helmet and stomping <laughs> my foot saying, this sucks. <laughs> they are very threatened by that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one guy. <laughs> That's amazing. So, okay. So we love Judy Greer. We love Jamie Lee Curtis. You, I believe, have seen all of the Halloween movies. Do you all have like a ranking of the women of Halloween? Because I will say, having only seen this one, and the original. Most of the girls in the original are really fucking annoying. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Annie Michael with her butter on her sweater. <laughs> Michael doesn't get that joke, but he will one day. Now, do you do you want uh, all of the Halloween franchise in general, or just this? Twenty. I would say from film? the franchise, who would you say like are your top your top five Halloween ladies? Uh, Top five. You got to give it to Jamie as Lori. Uh, we wouldn't be there without her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't argue. What else do we got? Uh, number two uh, is young Danielle Harris, who, you know, being mm-hmm. similar in age when I was uh, 10 or so watching uh, Danielle Harris uh, at the same age or maybe one year younger playing mm-hmm. uh Jamie Lloyd, I believe the character is named, mm-hmm. uh, as a homage to Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm like, oh, that girl is very cute. And then when mm-hmm. you see her now, uh, as she grew up, it's like, damn girl, are you a vampire? What the fuck are you doing? She was <laughs> actually years later in Rob Zabuki's Halloween in her 30s playing a teenager. <laughs> damn. That's why. So I believe she has a portrait in her home. Good honor. Uh, <laughs> next would be her co-star uh, from Rob Zombie's Halloween, uh, Scout Taylor Compton, uh, mm. who younger than me. So when that came out, uh, it was a different kind of affection for her. Sure. That actress looked very much like one of my close friends, younger sisters. So as she's being chased by Michael Myers, I'm, like, I, I'm projecting. <laughs> my friend's sister onto this character like you leave her alone (laughs) (laughs) he needs to be safe god damn it um and uh she kind of was uh a little um vicky in halloween 2018 played by virginia gardner who is the blonde babysitter i love her julian they're exchange in this film is just like oh this is this is wonderful because as someone Mm. who spends a lot of time with horror and comedy the combination of the rough house boys bringing their style of comedy to this film Mm -hmm. was the the wonderful hot sauce on already delicious juicy uh hot wings yeah it's, it's that extra heat of their exchange uh Oh, like, you know, you, know, you want to get me in trouble? I'll tell your mom about your browser history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. Like I, yeah, it's so funny. The sort of trajectory of David Gordon Green's career that he went from this like very understated, like naturalist indie filmmaker. Like I remember, you know, growing up seeing like 
George Washington in like the Criterion Collection, like doing this sort of like, you know, social realist, like, yeah, very subtle filmmaking to like then these broad comedies and then like becoming this like really good horror director. And like it is interesting that like he brings some of that sensibility to this that like those characters feel so grounded. Like I've been watching so many like, you know, older uh, horror movies lately. I've been watching a lot of Dario Argento. I've been watching yeah. a lot of like slasher movies. And like, oftentimes you'll get these sort of like broad, almost like archetypal performances in these movies. So you don't like get too connected to the characters before you see them get like hacked up. And David Gordon Green like goes in the opposite direction and he makes these people so likable and feel so real. So then when you see that girl get like torn apart, it's like, oh, it's brutal. That's one of the things that I love about this and uh, the now very polarizing Halloween ends. Mm. Uh, being a kid that grew up with 80s slashers, while well, I love them, mm. um, you get far enough into the franchise, there's little to no character development. If they mm -hmm. develop a character, it's the cunty one that dies <laughs> closer to the end. So you're happy to see them get their comeuppance. Right. <laughs> it's it's just like, here's a few people we're going to toss into the meat grinder. Don't get fucking attached. <laughs> and uh, the rough house boys made sure like, no, you want to care about these people. Yeah. Uh, whether they make it or not. And, mm -hmm. and I applaud that. Yeah, even like the kind of creepy little like friend of the granddaughter's boyfriend, like the kind of like doughy kid who thinks that they're going to get together after, you know, yes. they like <laughs> break up at the dance. Like even he like he's grounded. He's got some kind of appeal because he he feels like a real kid. So you don't want to see him get right, that's, that's... stabbed. <laughs> that That's Oscar played by Drew Scheid. And 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 I get it, and and I don't know if this is toxic masculinity or just something. <laughs> uh, dumb dumb boys go through like you have a crush on the girl. She has a boyfriend. Maybe mm -hmm. you're friends with them. Maybe you're not. And you're like, well, I can't do anything now. But as soon as they're single, you're like, there's my <laughs> chance. Not realizing they may not like you in that same way. And yeah. you know, he tries to recover. Like you know, I, I also love line like they were feeding me guacamole in all these sexy ways. <laughs> Uh, I get a kid. Uh, I've been there. I've Aww. embarrassed myself as well. It, it gets better. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Someday you will have a partner in a shared Zoom account. So <laughs> just hold on, kid. <laughs> so wait. So True. did we exhaust all of your top your top Halloween gals? Because there are a lot of gals. No, well, <laughs> there's a lot of gals, and unfortunately, many of them are forgettable. Uh, so number five, uh, we're going to give it up to Allison, played by Andy Matichek, mm -hmm. uh, who is Laurie's granddaughter, Karen's daughter, yes. because um, I can relate to this uh, young lady just because, you know, I, I, I wish I could have uh, fought a killer with my grandmother. Uh, sadly, <laughs> don't we my all? grandmother's walk the earth but that mm. that's a bonding thing mm -hmm. uh the relationship between uh grandparent and grandchild is a special one mm -hmm. and yeah. and and, it, and it's very it's very sweet so she she gets a uh numero cinco yeah <laughs> i love it what a great lineup that's a really good one yeah and so i guess i'm curious like what you are our our horror friend our horror expert 
what do you think is the like appeal of the scream queen? Because I, I guess all of these women would like fit into that. I mean, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis, like Lori is like mm. the scream queen. The appeal of the scream queen is the appeal of horror in mm. general mm-hmm. to people that really gravitate towards it. Uh, the outsider, the shy person, mm-hmm. uh, the queer person, the marginalized person, anyone who doesn't feel like they fit in that has, has walked to school with their their book bag held tight their books clutched to their chest their shoulders mm. slumped their head down uh trying to be ignored it's empowering so you know there, there are of course you know the scream queens where it's like oh here you typically in action movies would expect the male to triumph and survive no it's it's these these ladies being badass mm. overcoming something yeah. that's obliterated everything around it uh they've protected others the way horror fans will protect uh films that maybe only they like they'll pick it mm. up delicately off the ground like a like an injured bird dust <laughs> off and say oh, no, i know i i've got you i'll take care of you mm. and then years later like in the case of halloween three season of the witch it has grown up big and strong <laughs> and you can say I liked that back when people were trying to kick it in the dirt. <laughs> I was one of those people that that I didn't kick it in the dirt. I just left it there. But yeah. <laughs> I realized the error of my ways. Um, so I think that's uh, the appeal of the scream queen and horror in general. If you felt like a freak in your life, mm-hmm. uh, this made you think like, oh, that's not bad. And it's really cool when you find other horror fans like oh there are other freaks like me i'm Mm. not alone and every freak loves that feeling um i walk into uh that pre-pandemic you know spooky doing shows or horror festivals or like Mm. uh, screenings that you can tell if there's a whole lot of horror fans and i just Mm. my latin kicks in i'm like (laughs) ah mi gente it's like (laughs) And everybody loves that. Like, we don't know each other personally, but mm. you can walk into the Alamo draft house and if my jacket's open and I'm wearing a Dracula shirt like I am now, and I look <laughs> across the way and I see somebody uh, wearing a shirt of uh, Tober Hoopy's Fun House, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we ain't that different. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, really. Oh, I love that. Ugh. I, yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I like absolutely love how much uh, you love this genre. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's all. <laughs> yeah. I'm so it's interesting. Yeah. I I've thought a lot about the appeal of the Scream Queens because I I love the book by um, Carol J. Clover, uh, Men, Women, and Chainsaws: um, Gender in the Modern Horror Film. Um, yeah, and just like thinking about how these movies like frame men and women, how they frame gender, how they frame like survival, like something that like Clover talks about in the book is like the experience of, you know, the audience brings these like gendered expectations to the figures that they see on screen. And like you mentioned action movies and like that there is sort of like an expectation of men being invulnerable, of men, you know, uh, fighting back and that like there is something so satisfying about seeing a woman like 
in a vulnerable position, like in that can sometimes be in like a gross kind of exploitative way, but it can also be in like an incredibly empowering way in the way that I think that it is in Halloween where you see that vulnerability, but they're ultimately like survivors. Um, like I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a paper in school. One, yeah. Imagine movies. One tough American can be 85 foreigners <laughs> exactly. dressed in dark pajamas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they got it. They got to attack American one at a time. That that's the rules. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see like Steven Seagal, like, you know, mowing down like a line of like, you know, buff guys. I want to see a woman like sweaty, running, screaming, but mm-hmm. like getting away in the, you know, the back of the pickup in uh, in Texas Chainsaw. In Chainsaw. <laughs> and, and it is exploitative a lot. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. as a child of the 80s, a big part of the early appeal was, oh, I get to see wet titty. Great. Right. <laughs> Am I entertained along with the wet titty? even better. <laughs> I mean, something that like I, I wrote a paper about in school was I compared the Halloween screenplay and the screenplay for Carrie. And it is really interesting, like the different ways that like they write about women and women's bodies, because there's some titillating stuff in the original Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. Less so in this one, which I think was really Stick interesting. Anything you like? Yeah. <laughs> but like compared to like the way that like, you know, the Carrie screenplay talks about women where it's like, you know, the opening shower scenes and it's like, and their wet tits were, they were touching them in almost an orgasmic way. And these these teen girls all looked like they were going to come. <laughs> and then the Halloween screenplay is so straightforward. It's like, Lori is a girl. Lori runs. Lori screams. <laughs> it's like very refreshingly straightforward. I think maybe because you had a female. Yeah, you got Deborah writer Hill. And, and producer, the late great Deborah Hill, who deserves more credit than she gets Mm -hmm. involved in that it's like okay let's make these ladies uh, real I mean a a little bit annoying but you still (laughs) care about them right yeah they're annoying in the way that like teenage teenagers are annoying (laughs) in the way that teenagers are annoying yeah precisely (laughs) oh totally well I I love this so much yeah uh well gosh we love our scream queens but we also you know i think have a little game we do going to want to play do we not we do have a little game so i've prepared a game of judy greer trivia yes that's who this episode's all about so these are five questions about the life and career (laughs) of one judy greer (laughs) <laughs> oh a little a little rhyme yeah i didn't even write that down that was good um yeah you're a poet and you didn't even know it. <laughs> um, so we have five questions i'm going to read them if you have the answer then just say ding ding <laughs> are you ready yes let me stretch first give me a second all right mm-hmm. yes. take your time oh, you don't want to <laughs> okay. It's While you're a, stretching, it's, it's I'm been just a sexy going... morning. Cramp up. Perfect. I'm right, also I'm going to stretch, and I'm just going to read these questions. <laughs> Halloween 2018 is the 11th film in the classic Halloween film franchise. Judy Greer is certainly no stranger to playing the voice of reason character in horror franchise revivals, mm. starring in this 2013 remake of a 1970s of a 1976 teen girl horror film. What'd you got? Carrie. Who does she play in it? 
who does she play? She plays um I want to say the coach. I don't know the name of the I character. will give you the coach. Mm. All right. One mm. point for it. I have not seen the Carrie remake. Is it any good? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think okay. the only problem is and and I get it. Uh uh you need to you know, get people to buy tickets. <laughs> However, uh Chloe Grace Moretz mm. uh, she's not Carrie. She's very not talented fucking actress. Carrie. She's very uh, good. Not uh physically the type of person you'd make fun of for looking yeah. like an oddball. Yeah. And Julianne Moore also very attractive. Yeah. Does crazy well, mm. but not like uh Christian shut-in crazy, in my opinion. Yeah. I also think that Chloe Grace Moretz like always reads as like very tough and like very strong. I can't see her being mm-hmm. like, yeah, like the sissy SpaceX sort of like delicacy. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out if you want to, you know, uh, do a double feature, compare and contrast. Yeah. That's fun to do. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, sorry, I hijacked your quiz. No, 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 that's <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. That's totally fine. I'm yeah, we're human beings. Um, <laughs> we are. It's we're true. fucking this isn't a classroom. We could do what we want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you, professor. Okay. Of course. Um, <laughs> number two, question number two. Uh. Her first roommate in Los Angeles was this fellow DePaul classmate, Gilmore Girls star, and Guardians of the Galaxy motion capture actor. Uh, oh, this um, is an ding, easy ding, one. Ding, ding. If you're a listener to this podcast, I want you to guess right now and pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Jelly, you had a ding. Alexis Bledel? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can, can can I steal it? I, yes. I, I mean, I've never watched the Gilmore. <laughs> like I, I never, said, yes, this is an easy one. Oh, I've no. Never wa- I've never watched the Gilmore Girls, so I'm going to say Bradley Cooper because I don't think Vin Diesel. Ah, God, no. What? This is an easy one. Who the fuck else is in uh, Gilmore Girls? <laughs> listeners. All right. So I had two hints here, but I, I got too into yelling at you for not getting it immediately. Damn. Uh, First hint is director James Gunn's brother and Shelly. I don't expect you to give a shit about mm. uh, that hint at all. <laughs> and Rick, I don't expect you to give a shit about that hint at all. <laughs> James Gunn's brother. Shecky Gunn. I don't know. Uh, you were close. It's Sean Gunn. So Sean Gunn. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think I know that man. He's the he's the what's his name? He's Kurt on he's Gilmore Kurt. Girls. Yeah, he's Kurt, Kurt on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize he was in Guardians of the Galaxy because, uh, as uh, the listener will remember, I hated that movie. <laughs> yes, listener. Yes. I, oh God, I hated that's the a, second one, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, I I honestly think your hatred of this genre is why we are friends. Um. <laughs> um. We have to. Okay. I'm going to distract myself um, okay. once I start um, talking about friendship. Um, okay. Question number three. Greer played two characters named Kitty. One project was an irreverent 2003 comedy series. The other was a 2004 M. Night Shyamalan suspense film. What are the names of both projects? Oh, um, Ding Ding? Yes. Okay, I know one is Arrested Development. I I think the Shyamalan is 2004, 2004. 
Was that signs? No. No. Rick. Can I, can I steal half a point? You can <laughs> steal half a point. Um, um, but I'm going to say that was the village. Okay. Oh. Um, good. Yeah. This is tough. <laughs> can we each get half a point? You can get half. I think you both deserve half a point. That's yes. how we, that's, we need to create trivia the way we want the world to work. Like you both <laughs> deserve a point. Um, and, and I, I almost said the village. I was so close and I second guessed close. myself. This Damn is, it. Uh, we can be the change we wish to see in the world. Um, but, but I'm, 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 I'm going to still point out that I still have one full point. Okay. All well, right. We know. <laughs> well, I know. Uh, look, one of y'all could get a, a little extra half point if you can guess the name of the character. Wait, weren't they both called Kitty? Oh, yeah. Wait. I already, yeah. <laughs> Do I still get a point? <laughs> you know what? You both get a point. I'm going to give you yeah. both a point. Oh, <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Uh, question number four. Judy Greer was suggested by Andy Serkis to play the role of Cornelia in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes 2014. The two of them starred together in this 2004 out-of-the-bottle comedy. Yeah, Shelly. 13 going on 30. Hell yeah. You get a point. <laughs> Hell you, yeah. You know what? I'm going to give you two points. Rick, I'm also going to give you a point. <laughs> I, I, why? I would never have gotten that. I'm giving points away. I'm feeling good. Um, <laughs> point Jolly mood. Yeah. The um, Halloween spirit. <laughs> we haven't really defined the stakes of our games. Like, what okay. happens after? What are the stakes? Um, we just get the pride of, of triumph. Of knowing we did our best. <laughs> yeah. Just like um, Rocky. I'm, I'm already naked, so yeah. Good. My gift unto you. If that's thank your you. gift, thank you. Well, um, okay. Uh, number 15, question number 15. Uh, she played the sister, the older sister to Bryce Dallas Howard in two films. The first being one 2004 film we've mentioned already. The second being <laughs> ding, a ding. 2015 reboot of a classic dino film. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, Rick. Ding, ding. Um, it is the Jurassic. Uh, it's not Park. Mm. What um, is it though? I know this one. World. <laughs> ding ding. Okay. Damn. I'm gonna give you both three points. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't tracking, so I, I don't know who won. Um, but um, that's I, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still winning because I got one of my legitimate points. Yes, you got you got the most legitimate points, but I've been giving points away arbitrarily this whole game. Um, I think I think Rick wins because I I am going to usurp the game and award an extra point as a thank you for being our guest uh, that's, on that's, this episode of Everyone Is Up. That's polite. I mean, I'm an absolute tyrant, but and, um, and being on the show is my prize. Oh. Gosh, you're too kind. You're too, you're too kind. Being with you wonderful people and talking with you wonderful people and having fun and oh. laughing. That I won before this game started. Uh hey. so I'm gonna be a gentleman. I'm gonna take all my points and I'm gonna ask uh Shelly to cup her hands. I'm gonna put all my points in there <laughs> and you can do with them as you wish. Let's all put right. our points in a point rocket and go to <laughs> send these points to the moon. <laughs> send these points to <laughs> Uh, wow thank you so much rick i am honored um is there anything you would like to plug for the listeners um yeah check out uh spooky doings podcast it's on uh apple podcast it's on 
Um, what's the other one? Spotify. It's on mm-hmm. Podbean. You can go back and hear previous episodes uh, with Shelly, with Sexy Mike Stevens. We did another mm-hmm. one with Mike recently about the lighthouse. It got sexy. Uh, Michael uh, didn't know uh, my theory about where mermaids came from. Kind of blew his mind a little bit. He was talking about how Batman was masturbating in the lighthouse a lot. Yes. <clears throat> it was a good time. Uh, and we'll have uh, more podcasts coming up. Check out Spooky Doings on Instagram. Spooky Doings Improv uh, on Facebook. Uh, when we get more shows, they'll be announced there. And I'm at Rick Guzman 718 on the Tweety. You can talk to me about horror things if you want and um, sexy people. Sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. We love it. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at everyone is hot pod. That's one is a numeral one, not Owenie. That's at everyone is hot pod. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you give if you give us five stars and you write in your review who your stealth sex symbol would be. We will read it on the podcast. Yes, we will read it on the podcast. And I'll probably give you 500 points. Mm-hmm. And we'll so shoot you it, straight to the moon. Yeah. So, so, if I put that in, so if I put that in my review uh, and name either one of you, it's not really stealthy because I just said it on mic right now. Oh, right. my right. God, Rick, you minx. <laughs> Overt sex symbols. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. guys this has been an absolute delight thank you rick thank you michael and michael would you like to tell the listeners what they should do stay horny Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.